Welcome to Tax Notes Talk, a podcast from Tax Notes, the leading source of tax news, information, and analysis. Welcome to the podcast. I'm David Stewart, Editor-in-Chief of Worldwide Tax Daily. This week, Amazon makes its choice. Over the last year, Amazon has been holding a competition of sorts on the location of its second headquarters. On November 13th, the online retailer announced that it had picked New York and Northern Virginia. Joining us again in the studio is State Tax Today reporter Lauren Larricchio, who has spent the last year looking into the tax incentives governments have been offering for their shot at landing the project. Lauren, welcome back. Hi, Dave. Thanks for having me. Let's start out. Um, could you give us a little background on Amazon's second headquarters project? Sure. So a little over a year ago, Amazon announced it was looking for a location for its second headquarters, a project the company named HQ2. Amazon put out a request for proposals, which said the project would bring up to 50,000 high-paying jobs and a $5 billion capital investment. Economic development incentives were listed among factors that would influence the company's decision. This set off a bidding war, and shortly after, we saw interest from local and state politicians who wanted the bragging rights of bringing the project to their community. Amazon isn't the only company to hold a public auction like this for a project. Boeing did something similar in 2013 when it was looking for a facility for its 777X jetliner. How many proposals did Amazon get for this project? Uh, They got 238 in total, which was later narrowed down to 20. Those final locations included mostly large cities like Chicago, New York City, and Washington, D.C., as well as some suburban locations near those major cities like Northern Virginia and Montgomery County in Maryland. Which locations were selected? Well, there was a bit of a twist. Instead of choosing just one spot, Amazon decided to split the project between two locations in the Long Island City neighborhood in New York City and National Landing in Arlington County, Virginia. Now, I've lived in Northern Virginia for at least 10 years now. Uh, I had never heard of National Landing. Where is that? It's a new area that was branded by the developer J.B.G. Smith that includes Crystal City, Pentagon City, and Potomac Yard. Uh, Did any other locations uh, get something out of this project? Yeah, so they're also putting a new operations center in Nashville, Tennessee. Why did Amazon uh, choose the two main locations they did? The company said they can recruit workers with the skills they need by being in two locations and that the two cities already attract those types of workers. Do we know what New York offered Amazon for locating there? New York State announced it offered just over $1.7 billion in performance-based tax incentives. That includes $1.2 billion in tax credits. New York City and New York State also provided $5 million each for workforce development that will be matched by Amazon. Amazon is also eligible for as-of-right incentives, which are incentives already in place for any company, worth more than $1.2 billion, including a property tax abatement. We also know that part of the New York City site is located in a federal opportunity zone, which means it's eligible for federal tax breaks. Now, I understand that Virginia may have gotten a better deal. What did they offer? Well, Virginia's offer was considerably lower. The state is offering direct incentives worth about $573 million. Arlington County offered a $23 million cash grant over 15 years. The county also said it will dedicate tax increment financing revenue to the project. Those are just some of the incentives that we know of. Both communities are also dedicating tax revenue to transportation and other improvements to support the influx of the new workers. Do we know how important incentives were to the company's decision? 
Some of the major voices on the issue have said from the beginning that incentives wouldn't be the most important factor in the company's decision. And since the decision was made, Amazon executives have said the incentives didn't drive the process for them. But experts do agree that the process was set up to extract the greatest amount of incentives from the locations. Amazon probably had a few locations in mind from the beginning and then used this public auction as a way to get larger incentives. Do we know what was being offered by some of the cities that didn't get the project? Transparency has been a major issue throughout the process. A lot of cities and states declined to disclose their proposals and the incentives they offered and even engaged in litigation to keep the information secret. Now that the competition is over, we're seeing some release their proposals. We've seen proposals from Dallas and Pennsylvania, and some of them have been quite interesting. Georgia, for example, offered more than $2 billion in incentives, an airport lounge for Amazon executives, and street naming rights to lure the company to Atlanta. Well, if a dedicated airport lounge and street naming rights isn't enough to bring you, you probably weren't coming anyway. Lauren, where can listeners find you online? They can follow me on Twitter at Lauren Lauricchio. That's L-A-U-R-E-N-L-O-R-I-C-C-H-I-O. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. And now, coming attractions. Each week we preview commentary that will be appearing in the next issue of the Tax Notes magazines. We're joined by executive editor for commentary, Jasper Smith. Jasper, what will you have for us? In Tax Notes... Sita Slavov and Alan Bayard examined different federal tax increases to determine which ones would be truly progressive for all taxpayers, while practitioners from Greenberg Trorik described the challenges of taxing cryptocurrency. In state tax notes, practitioners from Bradley Ernst discussed a recent white paper from the American Institute of CPAs on pass-through entity taxes, and James Busby explains how Arizona Proposition 126 may affect legislation and the state's approach to taxing digital goods and services. And in Tax Notes International, Steve Suarez discusses a long-awaited transfer pricing decision from the Tax Court of Canada, and Alfred Chan examines the OECD's multilateral instrument with a focus on capital gains provisions. You can read all that and a lot more in the November 26th editions of Tax Notes, State Tax Notes, and Tax Notes International. That's it for this week. You can follow me on Twitter at TaxStew, that's S-T-E-W. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for a future episode, you can email us at podcast at taxanalyst.org. And if you like what we're doing here, please leave a rating or review wherever you download this podcast. We'll be back next week with another episode of Tax Notes Talk. Tax Notes Talk is a production of Tax Notes. You can learn more about us by visiting www.taxnotes.com backslash products. When major media wants the straight story, they turn to Tax Notes. Thank you for listening, and join us again for another edition of Tax Notes Talk. Tax Analyst Inc. does not provide tax advice or tax preparation services. Nothing in the podcast constitutes legal, accounting, or tax advice. A full disclaimer is included in the transcript.